I'm Carly Shields, and I play Lola, the Harpy Wizard. I'm John, and I play Mort McCoy, the Skeletal Ranger. Hey, everybody. It's Patrick, and I play Ezra the Golem. This is Ray, and I play Cammy the Kitsune. Hey, I'm Adam Bash. I'm the Storyteller, and welcome to Brute Force. Patrons, welcome to the gilded round grog house and tea room. I've got some Jasper Spit Whistle, and here it is, folks. This is the moment, the moment where, uh, I mean, everyone wants to hear this part of the story. I'm not surprised that it's standing room only in here tonight, um, because we have come to that moment once more in the Elysian Sands, where the brute force, uh, as it was now, Ezra the Golem, Mort McCoy the Skeletal Archer, Lola the Harpy Wizard, and Kami Okana, the Kitsune Rogue, uh, met up with Agarian and Clash Tiger. Yeah. Or what was Clash Tiger at this moment? It was barely human. More god than man at this point, but I suppose that's for the story to tell. Well, let's get into it. Let's get ourselves some relics. You guys were on an airship. Let's see, Mort and Ezra were having soup, you know, as you do on Druthers. an airship. Druthers. Cammy, everybody forgot she existed. Nobody mentioned cool. her, which was safe. <laughs> she was probably writing in a book somewhere. Reading, sure. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> she was out shilling for more reviews. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, she was out walking around from cabin mate to cabin mate saying, hey, re- come review the show. But only about the box. <laughs> Only yeah. about me, please. <laughs> and then Lola was having conversations with distant, uh, I guess, friends. I don't know. Depends. Acquaintances. You really gotta, you, you, I guess acquaintances. I don't know. I really gave them the distant business. Frenemies. <laughs> known people. So, yeah, I guess that would be like a good time for you guys to, I guess, get back together. Because uh, you know, Lola knows what's going on, but I don't think anybody else does. Mort and I are singing a great song about... Our druthers. What has Cammy been up to oh, since she did yeah. nothing last episode and just hung out in the corner? So she skipped relentlessly. She was asked to stop many times because it's really unsafe on an airship. Uh, she did not. Yeah. And she did. She actually went up to every single person that wasn't in sort of the main uh, the main group and said, hey, hey, I have a book right here. It's I wrote reviews on it. I don't know what that word means, but I really think that you need to just write down sort of all your good thoughts and sort of all of your only positive, all of your good sort of five-star thoughts about uh, how you feel about me specifically, but also maybe the others, but mostly me, because our journey has been like super fun and we're a great group of adventurers and we love hearing about it. Cool. You have found out that everyone who works on this boat is illiterate. Lit. Um <laughs> So well, actually, illit. Illit. <laughs> that was very fun. Uh, so then she stops, brings everyone to a study. The it does the airship does careen off course for a minute because you need the, the crew. But she does stop and bring everyone mm. to the study and teaches them how to write her name for some reason. That was sort of where she started, not with reading, but just sort of act, the act of writing her own name. So the crew members know that now. They most of them misspell it crammy. <laughs> Beautiful. That's actually that's actually what she intended because she's trying to get a nickname started, and you know you don't want to start your own nickname, but if you have to, it should be teaching someone to write. Everyone knows that. Just a, that's just a common fact, right there. All right, so hey, there's presumably a reason for you guys to get together. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Lola walks back up to everyone who's sitting at the table for lunch, and she's like rubbing her forehead which is like bright red has a big goose egg right on the front of it what what did you do to your head lola uh i headbutt the prince real good what why on earth would you headbutt the prince yeah just he was he was deep in meditation i just grabbed the sides of his head and i went wham very cool I, I, I get in closer. I was like, well, mostly I was pissed at him because he knows about a Garyon. 
Notice what about Agarion? <laughs> she kind of over-exaggeratedly winks. Oh. Well, I mean, in men his age, that is a common problem. We really shouldn't. You know what I mean? We shouldn't be making fun of him for that. Ola throws up in her mouth a little bit and ignores the comment. <laughs> no, well, yeah, he uh, he knows all about that whole biz. You told him about it, or he already knew about it. No. Okay. All right. So I was going to meditate, mm-hmm. uh, and I had all plans to do it and do it just perfectly. But instead, our friend, uh, she looks around, makes sure no one's listening, a Garyon, uh kind of pulled me into a new form of message, which involved being able to see as well. It was almost like a dream. Uh, and, uh, they are going to meet us at the tomb in the Elysium Sands, and the prince knows all about it. The whole shebang. Can you normally not see? What? Can you normally not see? And Ezra's very concerned. (laughs) (laughs) She looks at him, like, totally serious and is like, no. (laughs) Didn't, didn't you know, Ezra, Lola's blind. Did you not know this? Oh, my word. No, I guess it's a sonar. It is fine now. I gave the prince a headbutt and I can see. So we're all good. So it was like a sonar situation beforehand, like bets? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I clicked my tongue <laughs> and then I got a, a mental picture of what was around me. Seems like a very useful skill to have, even though now that you can see. You know, next time we're in the dark, let's put it to the test. But anyway... Uh, we're going to the tomb, because he's worried that we're going to kill Mirka. I've, I had a, a word with, with uh, Ezra. I, I think I've talked him down from killing. I, I think he's more in the, the maiming um, yep. frame, of, frame of mind now. Oh, uh, well, uh, I think they might be giving us a relic, so... Ooh. Could we just take her hostage? I feel like that's a pretty safe sort of middle ground... Uh, between sort of all... Let's just... You, people don't take people hostage anymore. <laughs> well, the issue is she's got a relic, so the chances of us being able to take her hostage are pretty yeah, low. Yeah, she's a big lady with a big axe. That's true. Yeah. She's pretty self-conscious about the size of that. That That is true. If we talk to her, it's possible we may be able to convince her to hand it over. It doesn't necessarily have to come to blows. Well, I think that I would be more comfortable if Ezra had a relic, just in case. Yes, yes, of course. Mm-hmm. I'd be comfortable if we all had relics, personally, but uh, we'll take what we can get. Okay, but plan B. The, the the plan B is that we sneak up behind her, and right in between her shoulder blades, we braid a small part of her hair on her back so that she can't reach it, but she can feel it sort of tapping on her back every time she moves, which is just the most annoying thing I could possibly imagine, uh, until she just sort of succumbs from sort of the mental anguish from just how ridiculously horribly annoying that would be. Okay, we'll we'll mark that as plan B then. Yeah. That's good. My plan was to turn myself into a bush and then stab her to death when she came to investigate the bush, but oh, yours boy. is good. We'll call it plan C then. Yep. <laughs> so, point of clarification, Robert's rules of order. May I speak on the floor, please? Uh, sh- sh- sure. Uh, could you please clarify what you mean by the prince knows about Agarion? Uh, por favor. I mean that he knows about the whole thing. Oh, he knows He knows that we're patsies and we're really working in league with with them to try and kill all the paragons to amass all the relics. Uh, yeah. That's that's not exactly what we're doing here, though, Ezra. We're oh. not trying to kill all the paragons. That's, oh. we're, we're trying to get all the relics, <laughs> not necessarily trying to kill the paragons. That is a good point. I think I, miss, I, think I just assumed, you know, you can't have one without the other... You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what I thought. I, I think that we're going to avoid the bloodshed where we can, but we've they need to break a few eggs to make this undeath omelet, then I guess that's what's happening. Mm, cool. Omelets. Oh, man. Guys, though, his sister's going to be so pissed at him. Does she know? Oh, does his no. sister doesn't know? No. Oh, no. My lady. Did the... Prince sends his sister's best friend out to get killed by a Garion? <laughs> well, I think he was hoping that she would just give it up. That's but... gonna be an awkward Thanksgiving. They never do just give it up. <sighs> the relics! 
<laughs> Ezra's not laughing. I'm laughing. Ezra is. <laughs> Ezra is politely befuddled. <sighs> so, yep. Elysium says we're going back to the tomb. That'll be fun. So, how do we explain to everyone why we're stopping at the tomb? Well, I think that's the prince's problem. If someone could tell me what that is and where it is, that'd be cool. Because I, we could be going to hell for all I know. I, it's a, it's a tomb, so death is adjacent at least. It's more like an archaeological site. Hey, do we think that the that group is still there? Oh yeah, they may be. This was that was a pretty long time ago. I mean, if they are there, that that may be a problem. Um, I think we'd be quite annoyed us for. Bashing up the tomb. We did break that wall when they specifically asked us not to break that wall. But in our defense, if they didn't want us to break the wall, they probably shouldn't have told us not to. <laughs> so that's... I mean, that's fair. That's on them, technically. Really? Yeah. All right. So uh, I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to select wait for the necessary hours to pass for the mission to start. And I will <laughs> see you guys at the tomb. <laughs> that sounds like a good plan. Uh, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> Unless there's any cool side quests on the boat we can do. I mean, it's it's a boat. What isn't there to do on a boat? But no, if you guys want to, if you guys want to hold, it's, it shouldn't be too long. I mean, you guys are traveling by airship. It'll just take a day or so. You guys were well on the way. You guys were going to be passing by anyway, this area en route to Murkheim, which you guys were going in the first place. So it wouldn't make too awful much sense for it to take too long so you guys can you guys can can have done nothing that's fine no adam keeps saying this in a way that it sounds like something is about to happen in between <laughs> no cammy prepares for any possible scenario <laughs> mort wants to swab the deck because he feels like it's something that everybody should be able to say at some point in their life that they've swabbed a deck okay so you guys arrive at the tomb the deck looks so much worse than when you guys started off. Like, it's just got big gouge marks in it. It's it's going to need some serious repair. I hand the mop back to the usual swabber and say, uh, sorry about that. Um, maybe next time you could train me a bit better. This is a rake. This is this is not a mop. This is a rake. Oh, that, that'll be why. I mean, yeah. you should have noticed that, really. Honestly, it's probably all our fault for bringing it. it on the boat. We don't usually rake up too awful much on here, so... It might be useful in, in the desert. You know, we're going down to the sand. You want to take a rake with you? Make a little zen garden, perhaps? Actually, that's, that's, a, that's a bit of a dream. <laughs> Honestly, if you're going to you know, point it out to me, yeah, I mean, zen garden, you got any little black stones that are flat on one side? Maybe I could toss them in there and... Draw rings around them? Um, we've got potatoes. You know, if you're not going to let me do it, then why'd you get my fucking hopes up? More, why'd you get my hopes up? I'm, I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> he walks away. <laughs> dejectedly. <laughs> and hangs up the rake. <laughs> what is this airship situation vis-a-vis Frankie density? There's none of them. Ah, great. You guys are not on the boat formerly known as Poop's Pride that you renamed to, I don't know what, what you guys renamed that boat to? Didn't we name it to something to Jam Tooth? I don't remember. We renamed, you guys renamed the boat something and then you guys haven't Every, been on it so, isn't since. Isn't it Everything is a Tree? Everything mm-hmm. is a Tree, that makes sense, yes. Uh, so it's not that boat because you guys took the uh, you guys took the faster royal boat that you guys came in on, so. True. And uh, Jasper and Yanov with us. Do we ever know if they're with us? <laughs> uh, yeah, shit. Why not? I, well, I know, I know that Yanov is because I think Yanov has popped up at some point over the course of this Oster adventure. Yeah, wait, uh, wait, wait. I have a question. Yeah. Where the hell is Jasper? Is this an in-character question or an out-of-character question? <laughs> hey, guys, where's Jasper? <laughs> uh, I've just been right over here, actually. I've just been in this barrel. Um, I found a barrel over here and I thought, hey, what's inside it? And I fell inside and can somebody let me out of the barrel, please? I've been upside down for three days. <laughs> Luckily, I found a citrus fruit down at the bottom and I've been gnawing on it for a day and a half. So I feel quite good, actually. Uh, it's starting to ferment. Can someone open the top, please? At least you're not going to have scurvy. Uh, that's, that's wonderful. I've had scurvy five times. So by this point, it's a, it's a, it's a walk in the park for me. We pop Jasper out of there. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. 
Um, I don't know why they put the lid back on. Uh, honestly, it was a little <laughs> bit rude. But, um, wow, where are we? Oh, this place again. This is interesting. <laughs> yeah, so we're quite near where we first met you, actually, I believe. Yeah, down the road a little bit, and then we wandered around these sands for eons, it felt like, until we eventually found the tomb. We met a leather daddy. That's true. Okay, now that's a story I want to hear about. After this train goes by. (laughs) (laughs) After the air train. Oh, yes, you got to watch out for those air trains. The tracks deadly things. Little kids put coins on them, and then they get crushed, and they fall down and and get in... uh, in it, like impaled in people's skulls. It's really a dangerous situation. <laughs> right. So anyway, um, down below, I believe, is the is the tomb. Roundabouts that away. Uh, I see it off in the distance. Even now, look, look right there, over there. That's the, oh, that's not it. Actually, it's a different. It's a different cliff wall. Actually, I don't know where the hell we are. Do you, do you, you actually know how to get to the tomb? Or? I figured we'd just fly around the desert aimlessly for a few hours until we found it. Can we put Ezra down on the ground and surf around on him until we find it? Let us go to the tomb. Okay. So are you going to like tow a rope and like <laughs> and like windsurf on Ezra? <laughs> yes. All right. Well, you get nice and polished up that way. Oh, are we landing the, the ship or do we have like parachutes are we just gonna parachute off the ship because that sounds like fun um well i mean you guys could probably parachute off if you wanted to i actually i got some jetpacks that i packed up for just such an occasion if you guys uh. are at all interested um here's the problem vis-a-vis parachutes um they're not uh, too c- good at omnidirectional travel if you know what i mean so uh, doesn't really get you back up you know hey uh uh your highness i say and, like, wave towards Illy. Uh, yeah, he walks over. He's got a big goose egg on his head. <laughs> oh, my word. What happened to your head? Uh, it's an unfortunate interaction, I suppose, uh, with a wall or a door or uh, a forehead. Mm. You know, whatever. Are we, uh, are we landing or how are we, how are we getting there? Well, uh, I figured, yeah, we would just uh, land. Uh, pretty much land wherever out here. It's not uh, too complicated. It's pretty flat, so... I think we just drop her down, and uh, you guys know whereabouts we're going? Uh, uh, no. Roughly. Uh, Lola, could you perhaps message a Garion and ask him to shoot up a flare or something, or a fireball into the sky, or... This is going to be an embarrassing question. All right, I'm going to message a Garion. Okay. A Garion... Oh, no, I'm not going to bother saying his name. Who else am I talking to? <laughs> nope, you already did. <laughs> no. You have to go through, like, the the exchange. They have to work out who you're trying to talk to and then connect uh... you. <laughs> Klondike 5-5. Five, five. I'm going to say they're having trouble locating the tomb. I'm counting my damn words, Adam. Yes, oh my. Can you send up a signal into the air? Okay. Even though they're trying to not be seen. Uh, yeah. So you guys are kind of hanging out there for a few minutes, and then off on the distance, uh, close to the horizon, you see a huge, enormous, erupting green flame uh, appear. And, a green and... arrow pointing down. <laughs> yeah, it's a giant <laughs> green arrow pointing down. And it above it, in language, it says, over here, dummies. <laughs> well, there you go. You guys are coming at it from the wrong side, so you can't see the text. It's backwards. It's <laughs> You're on the wrong side of it. Is it night or day at the moment? Yes. Good. I see. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's night. Why not? We don't ever. It's never night. It's never been night in this ep- in any episode of Brute Force. Why not now? <laughs> it's always been midday. All right. Dark. Ah, what is happening? Ah! <laughs> Ezra's never experienced night before. Ezra's freaking, freaking out because he thinks he's going blind like Lola. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to echolocate. You're doing it right. You're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you guys end up with a landed airship uh, right outside this cave. It looks like uh, all of the gorilla archaeologists that had been here previously have moved on. The tents are gone. There's not even really any trace. There's like some leftover tools and like p- bits of wood and stuff like that around the doorway from like where the scaffolding was and stuff like that. But other than that, they look like they've been long gone for at least a couple weeks. Yeah, we're ahead on it. Okay. 
Uh, well, yeah, you head on in, and Nagarion is there waiting. Can we put a bunch of Frankies out on sentry duty just to make sure? We don't have Frankies. You guys don't have God Frankies anymore. Are there any pits? There's one big pit. You guys would have to walk into the tomb, and then there's a pit in there. <laughs> it was a trap which used to have slimes at the bottom of it. In another world, it would have been a trap. Yeah. In this world, it's just a pee hole. <laughs> it's a hole where everybody pees and poops in. That's what we decided. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I was prepared for a lot of very small traps also. Ezra goes to the pee hole. Okay, you walk right past Agarion, who is inside that room, and uh, you go right to the pee hole. Hey, I got a pee hole here for peeing. Everybody's got to pee. I found it. It's a designated spot for pee. All right, so is... Do we see them when we walk in? Yeah, so Agarion is there. You do not see Clash Tiger. And you see uh, Kamara Bellwether. Do not see Gelty Glibber Boots. Wait, who's Kamara Bellwether? Have we come across that name before? Well, yes. yes. She was one of Clash Tiger's uh, retinue. Back in the day. Back in the day. She went into the tomb with him in the first place. Mm Mm-hmm. She was one of the ones you guys thought were was dead. Yeah. So, but you guys know this place. This is like there's like platforms over a pit in the middle, and it goes back into a deeper area where you guys have uh, you see a giant hole in the wall, as uh, a shaped hole in the wall, and from deep like within, down by where the tomb would be located, it is it's glowing up a storm in there. It is like bright yellow light coming from inside the the tomb. I don't go first. Cammy will walk right up to Agarion and hold out her paw and say, "Hi, it's Cammy Okana. Hi, I'm 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 not new technically, but I guess like I don't feel like we haven't done sort of our thing, uh, done this thing. Um, so I'm it's it's cool. I'm really chill. I'm on the level. Uh, I tried to stage a heist sort of like for for this, but it it didn't take because I wasn't as subtle as I could have been. Uh, but if I'm just letting you know right now that if, if you are pro heist, um, I am all for all for that heist. Sort of why I'm here. All right. Well, that's that's, that's good to know. I'm staunchly pro heist, I believe. Uh, maybe mm. that's next steps, you know. Hmm. Oh, abs- absolutely, absolutely. We're gonna heist all those other relics out. We're gonna get get in that big that big vault, heist them out, and then we'll just, we'll just have them, and then that will happen. Uh, despite having done the voice last week, I cannot remember what the <laughs> Helicarian sounds like. <laughs> he sounds like Deckard. Okay. Yeah, but so does Jasper. That's the problem. <laughs> and I just did Jasper. Uh, Agarian uh, is not British. He's not British? No. Stay a while edition. <laughs> <laughs> he's not Scottish either. All right. Well, I suppose that's the that's the case then. Uh well, do uh do do think more about the heisting. It's uh it's definitely we, we will definitely need to get deeper into the recesses of that uh that, uh, the shackled city to unearth what we can. Oh, I needed very little encouragement to take this to a whole nother level. So I'm really glad that I got that from you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Agarion, Gary, is it? I actually don't know if you have a last name. You probably don't. It's fine. Right. Um, well, welcome to the tomb uh, one more time. Uh, perhaps the last time, I hope, that we uh, will meet here. I uh, uh, don't really know how to say it, but, uh, you know, head on in, I suppose. Uh have you have you thought much about uh, what relic you would you would wish to to use? Oh God! Not 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 you, Don uh, Ezra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was there was a lot of talk about a hammer. Ah uh, yes, uh, honor's law. That would that would probably make a lot of sense. Uh, the hammer from Hrinfell. Mm-hmm. That 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 would be nice. It, an interesting choice. Uh, Going up against uh, something but isn't, like... But isn't that uh, relic still in Oster? Uh, that would be uh, Payne's Practice, which is a, a, a gigantic mold. Oh, and that's the mold, yes. Yes, Sorry. yes. No, Honor's Law is a, is a war hammer. There were also the Gloves of Good Deeds or something. Uh, Greed's Touch is actually quite the opposite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I knew there was a G in there somewhere. Yeah, we'll do the hammer. We'll do the hammer of hurt. <laughs> Can I rename it? Ooh, do I get naming privileges as the Paragon? You absolutely do not get naming <laughs> privileges as the Paragon. That's uh, very much not how this works. Doesn't seem to be a lot of really cool perks going with the Paragon at all, actually. Ezra, well, I mean, you could just call well, I mean, it whatever you, you want. You get a relic. Cool. 
Cool, cool, cool. I, I, I do, I do think it's important for you to know that it is not so much a perk as it is a burden. Uh, the, the power of these relics are uh, significant, and I, I must warn you that it will change you dramatically. It's, but not as much of a burden as that axe we're gonna get because it's because it's called Burden's Rest. <laughs> Ah uh, yes, the name uh, of the uh, that's uh, a funny joke. Now I'm taking I'm taking the hammer, the whore of Babylon, and we're gonna smash everything up together. I I I think that was just as we're renaming it. All right, well this will go wonderfully. How do we think it's gonna change me? Will there be hair in unexpected places? It's entirely possible. Uh, I, your choice of honor's law is is interesting. That is uh, that is the the relic of the lion. And given your interaction with the lion in the past, it's it's likely it, it will leave some lasting change on you physically and emotionally. He did me a lick. Maybe you'll get another diamond hand. <gasps> cool. So no other clues before I touch this thing. No other clues as to what sort of what sort of uh, things are going to happen in my thought box, and also in my goo shield, which is what I call my body. <laughs> Okay, I'm really glad you said body. It is. It is likely that uh, you you will see the uh, the injustice in the world as something that is your duty to right. That is the uh, <laughs> unquenchable. It's a uh, duty. Uh, Go ahead. Yes, great, wonderful. I appreciate that one. Uh, you don't get a lot of jokes out here, you know, trying to save the world and murder people while you're doing it. Um, the, the 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 unquenchable. Uh, uh, responsibility that you will always feel uh, to right the wrongs of the world is, uh, is, is it, that is the burden of, of honest law. Oy vey. So I just touch this thing then and it, and it happens? I mean, you probably want to go on in the t- t- to the tomb where they actually where all the relics are. You know, well, let's go. Here. Let's go in. Do we go in together or do I just go in alone? Uh, really, your, your call. Uh, I mean, it's not technically alone. Uh, uh, Clash Tiger's in there. You know, some <laughs> of his, his retinue. So, um, do be aware that, uh, he is not conversational these days. Um, so. Because of his, because of his burden. I get it. Yeah. He, he's carrying a lot of burdens right now, actually. Mirka's carrying the burden. That's the whole point. All right. I'm going to go on in. (laughs) I just feel like maybe we shouldn't have brought the fox at all. (laughs) Maybe you know that's probably fair. Maybe the hammer will have me write that lot wrong first. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. All right, so I guess we go in. All right, so you guys go in. As you guys enter into this chamber, it I mean it looks pretty much like you guys remember it except for the fact that it is uh completely lit up. Uh it's like daylight in here because Clash Tiger is literally glowing about as bright as the sun. He is also sitting on the ceiling, which is not something he is known to do, and he looks like he is deep in thought or meditation, although his eyes appear to be closed. All you can see is just a bright glowing light emanating from both of his uh, eye sockets, possibly through his eyelids. His long hair is hanging down, upside down, uh, from the ceiling, but he is wearing a lot of different relics. He's got a, a, a bow slung across his back. He's got a sword in his hand. He's wearing these very intricate gloves. He's got a shield in his other hand. He's got, you know, a lot of shit on him. He had a lot of accoutrements. Couple, couple quick questions, Mister mm-hmm. Agarion. So I do. I I grab the whore of Babylon. Well, okay. Um, and then it, on, it, honest law, right? it changes me forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then I immediately give it over to Clash Tiger. Am I only changed when I'm holding it, or once I give it away? Am I still? Immeasurably changed forever with my unquenchable lust for good. Interesting question. Um, So we don't really know. There's not been any instance of a paragon relinquishing the the relic without uh, death associating with it. So possibly that once you return it, it will no longer affect you or affect you less, perhaps. Do I just Uh, toss it up to him? Do I just... Or is he gonna come down? I mean, we'll, we'll probably just ask him, and then he'll he'll, he'll drop it. I mean, he doesn't really use it; he doesn't have that many hands, so it's just a. I thought the idea of giving Ezra a relic was so that he would 
have it when we face off against Mirka. It seems strange to give it directly back to Valiant. Uh, no, the the intent is the intent is for him to take it, uh, use it to reclaim Burden's rest, and then we can reconvene and presumably plan a either heist or assault <gasps> on Asta uh, to heist. regain the rest of the relics. So I have no intention of, of, of retrieving it from him until we can place it uh, in the tomb of the lion. Right. Yes, that's that's what I thought. It's just, it, I feel that Ezra was under the impression that he was going to give it directly to Clash uh, uh, To be fair, I only half listened to the plan at the beginning, so <laughs> kind of on me. Like, just, just to clear it all up, you guys decided he was the, the paragon, right? He was the, mm-hmm. pushed him to the front, right? Yep. Yeah, I, you should have heard his rap. Ezra grabs the, the hammer. <laughs> Roll me in athletics, because you're going to have to jump up to the ceiling to grab it off of Clash Tiger's back, basically. And while he's doing that, I kind of lean over to Mort, and I'm like, should we, should we, like, all grab a relic? Should we all? Um, I mean... I want to, for sure. Um, there's a rather nice bow up there by the looks of it. Is that is that something that we should bring up? So I rolled a two, but I also have a plus two okay. to athletics. So I got a four for jump grab. Yeah. So you jump up there and you grab a hold of this hammer that's hanging to the side. It's like hanging on the belt of Clash Tiger and it does not dislodge. So you are now currently hanging by a hammer <laughs> by his belt. Uh, and he turns and looks at you like directly in the eyes, and you uh, are uh, temporarily blinded uh, by the light coming out of his face. He's <laughs> doing a lot of clicking. <laughs> uh, and Agarian yells up. And he goes, "Clash Tiger! It's uh, it's Ezra. He's he's come to take the burden of Honor's Law and to help us in our quest." And for a second. Uh, you guys don't really know what's going to happen because this thing that is used to have been Clash Tiger doesn't really seem very humanish anymore. It just seems alien and weird at this point. But it reaches to its belt and unclips the hammer and Ezra falls to the ground uh, with uh, a decent sized hammer. So Ezra, you feel and you tell me how this how this feels to Ezra, but you feel duty and you feel responsibility but you feel very good about yourself. Like you're the only one that can carry out the duties and responsibilities that have been placed upon you. There's no way that you could possibly fail because it is destined that mm-hmm. you should carry this hammer and that you should right the wrongs of the world. I feel exactly like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> you can describe in any way, shape, or form any way that you think that this would physically alter Ezra's appearance and I will I will only interrupt if I feel like that's not going to happen but this is the power of a god that you have been granted so you have a lot of leeway here his posture is super good like for real super good he kind of walks like Gaston from the cartoon Beauty and the Beast like he's a very chest forward <laughs> walk now he is has an air about him that he is laser focused and kind of disinterested in things that are now beneath that focus, he is singular in his goal to uh, right the wrongs of the world. And all his clothes look super clean now. Like when he hit the ground, like his boots are spit polished. Like, you know, he looks like a, <laughs> he's dressed like a pimp that went to a, a, a military outfitter. So it's like, it's, it's very military themed, but also like <laughs> shiny. Oh my God. um hey 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 gary and hey gary hey gary dude i have a quick question about sort of the plan because you went over it like real real quick um (laughs) you said that you said that we were gonna snatch up all those relics we're gonna get them together have a little kiki that's all good and then we're gonna take them to the tomb of the lion well is uh, is that an iron hall where is that (laughs) well we would take uh honest law to the, the, the Tomb of the Lion, which actually uh, is in Renfell. Uh, but, you know, all the rest of them are going to have to go out back to all the other tombs. I mean, we have to reunite them with the tombs of, of all of the gods. So can we just leave the elephant one here? It seems dumb to carry it around. Yeah, well, that, that's, that's true. But it is uh, uniquely powerful. And were we to run into any mm. issues with uh, the hyena, it would be most useful. So, uh, Agarian... Uh... What would happen if a non-paragon had a relic? Uh, 
not a whole heck of a lot. I mean, it's so uh, they wouldn't like melt or burst into flames or anything like that. I mean, it's just it, you've known Ezra for a significant period of time. Is is he in any way, shape, or form different after becoming a paragon? Well, I feel a little bit different after becoming a paragon. <laughs> just kidding. I don't sound like this dipshit. <laughs> you got you got to stop for a minute. Uh, uh, but no. Uh, do I look any different? Uh, I mean, you do. He's still, he is still the same person. So uh, anyone can become a paragon. It is the relic that makes you so. So is there any reason why we shouldn't all have a relic while we're trying to deal with this situation and then return them at the appropriate time? It seems a little bit of overkill, honestly. I mean, Ezra with a... With, Better with safe the, than sorry. Uh, I, I would not want to, to risk our hand too awful much by showing too much power quite yet, but uh, perhaps one more would be certain. Uh, yeah. You know, if you had two relics against Mirka's one, there would be uh, no stopping you, I suppose. Uh, uh, I like that. Perhaps. Uh, what did you have in mind? Uh, Lola, do you, do you want to go ahead and grab a relic? Uh- is there a, a I mean, honestly, secret? I I know you always feel that you you don't have much to do when when we do get into combat. Although I feel like you do play a very useful role, and perhaps a relic would help uh, help you feel better in those situations. Um, wouldn't maybe a shield would come in handy? We're about to go up against a giant axe. I feel like you would like Greet's touch because it can like make shit, and then you could throw shit. It seems very wizardy. If I could make a suggestion, perhaps uh, Dread's Pace, uh, the boots, uh, mm. the the bu- boots of the, the spider, the god of fear, uh, those would actually be quite useful, uh, especially against uh, Mirka. Uh, you know, she does have a few phobias we all know of, and perhaps, uh, you know, given, given such powers to manifest fears, uh, you could take the upper hand. Would being possessed by power from the god of fear uh, sort of make Lola very, very, very afraid of maybe interacting with Mirka? Uh, no, quite the opposite, actually. It is, has oh, uh, cool. the significant possibility of, of um, turning her personality towards, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, devilishness and uh, a certain <laughs> sense of uh, ominous uh, persona, I guess. Mm. Evil um- if I could make a suggestion, uh, Mort's wanted to be a paragon maybe even longer than Ezra has. So I don't necessarily have a bid for ultimate power. Um, I would suggest that if we're going to, that Mort get the bow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mort doesn't say that. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, that, that does, does make quite a bit of sense uh, now that you mention it. Uh, he does use a bow, and, you know, there is a bow. Uh, yeah. It is a, a very nice bow. Oh, it's a wonderful bow. As far as bows go, it's the best. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, so, uh, Agarion, also, perhaps, uh, could you drop down Dreams, Dreams Flight oh, for us, please? You want you want Agarion to drop it down? Right from the ceiling, Agarion? I've had a very long day. Uh, I didn't have my <laughs> coffee this morning. You don't have to point this out to me. Uh, anyway, Clash Tiger... Can you please drop down uh, a dreams flight, 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 dreams flight? I, it's just, you know, give me a cup of coffee and we're just going to be on with our way. Is it going to be particularly very good or very bad that that's the god that Mirka's met? Which I don't know. I do, love the, <laughs> I do love the fact that you guys picked ones that you that are of gods that you've met. Because, yeah, dreams flight is the bow that is for the god of, uh, is the unicorn, the god of dreams. That she met when she was deep, deep in that dream. That could be very important. Yeah, so... Uh, Agarion slips the bow from off his head and tosses oh, yeah? it down Agarian to you, board. <laughs> Okay, god damn it. <laughs> so Clash Tiger <laughs> slips the bow off of his off of, off from around his neck uh, and tosses it down to Mort. And Mort, you presumably catch the bow. No, mm-hmm. it bounces off your forehead. We also do Mort and I do the super cool uh, like '80s action movie, really cool like hand grasp. Now that we're both. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So, so more. As soon as you catch this thing, you see a lot more than like you've ever seen of the world. You see like colors that you've never seen before that you feel like have always been there, but you just couldn't see previously. You can see the edges of, of things, but you can see around edges of things. So it's like you can see what's on the other side of that doorway that you guys just came through because you can almost 
kind of see everything flattened out around you, you see in different dimensions than you previously could. Mm-hmm. It is disconcerting and a little weird, but you're getting used to it quicker than you uh, thought you could. You are uh, incredibly calm right now, uh, probably the calmest that you've ever been in your entire life. And the world just feels like it's almost it, like nothing really matters because it's it's not really real. Interesting. You can tell me how how Dreams Flight has changed Mort's physical manifestation, if it has at all. So as soon as he grabs it, the like blue flames in his eye just sort of start flickering through a multitude of different colors. Um, goes on for a little while, and then he sort of settled down, and his blue flamey eyes are now sort of a green flamey eyes. Ah, <gasps> oh, shit, we gotta change all the merch. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then they change back to blue. Okay, good. But then he blinks, and they go green again. It's like you're gonna have to buy new LEDs for the live show. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've already got green LEDs. Anyway. Okay, we're good then. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, so his, his eyes are now sort of a greeny color um and kind of like ezra like all of his clothes sort of like all clean and shiny and stuff like there's a bit of a gleam coming off his bones Mm. as well how does rufus change so uh rufus is uh tied to you like on a spiritual level does rufus change at all (gasps) yeah i think rufus's eyes also start glowing like green flamey okay um he stays the same sort of cute border terrier that he always has been. But yeah, his eyes start sort of glowing green as well. Um, and Mort's toe grows back. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Finally. I just had a really disturbing thought, and that's if Ezra's um, penis is canonically not attached to him and canonically in the grave of Ruth, does anything happen to that? <laughs> it grows back. It just grows back. I forgot to mention that part. <laughs> oh God, please put on a pair of pants. <laughs> Well, I guess now you have your control, Rod. (laughs) Oh, God. You know, they like to have a good time (laughs) in growing back organs um, or bones in Mort's case. And actually, technically, it wasn't even an organ. In Ezra's case, it was just a clay attachment. Uh, But anyway, growing back body parts usually puts people in a a, a bit of a good mood, so I can understand the frivolity that they displayed there and that in the uh, tomb and the Elysian Sands. But, you know, to be realistic, it was a pretty monumentous occasion. I mean, becoming a paragon is not something that happens every day. And in Mort's case, this was the first time in the history of Eorus that two paragons claimed allegiance to the exact same kingdom at the same time. I mean, if you think about it, that's really messed up. You know, bo- both Mort and Ezra were technically in the service of Queen Iliadna Philifar of Rim. Whether they liked to admit it or not, they had sworn allegiance. And so at this moment, Vrim was, well, it was uh, running afoul of everything anyone had ever believed without their knowledge even. Their paragon elect effectively had gone out and, and claimed a relic, but someone in his retinue had claimed yet another. Well, obviously, if they knew what the, what the whole story was, there would be more issues with it than, than just that, that moment. But I just, it's something not to be overlooked of how monumentous an occasion that was. Mort and Ezra, uh, neither one of them would ever be the same after this moment, of course. We are we're granted uh, a great gift, the gift of hindsight. Looking back, could we have done differently? Well, it's easy to say. But when you think of where their stories end, it makes you wonder if that choice was the right choice or not. Well, anyway, we'll find out more about that next week, obviously. They're on their way to Murkheim. Everything should be fine. I'm sure there was no fight. I mean, we all know what happens, but um, there's a little details here and there that you won't get anywhere else. Just go ahead and trust me on that one. So uh, please join us next time here at the Gilded Ram Grog House and Tea Room. Uh, tip your Minotaur bartenders, of course, and I will see you next time. I loved how little that uh, foot porn was in that episode. I hated how little foot porn was in that episode. <laughs> I thought there was just the right amount of foot porn in that episode. 
You are the Goldilocks of foot porn. I was watching my own foot porn during that episode. <laughs> and it really showed. Uh, we were all watching John's foot porn in that episode. And honestly, if you're going to watch a foot porn, why not be John's? And guys, that's how you should come to the stream. Because really, we, <laughs> we're just wild and out watching foot porn. We're getting real rowdy in there. There's a lot of pinkies, a lot of little, little pinkies going to market. Yeah, actually, canonically, John grew a toe. Yeah, he's, he mm, did. Yeah. There was actual toe porn in the episode. Yeah. Speaking of a market, there's this amazing market in Columbus, Ohio. Oh, speaking of Columbus, Ohio, maybe let's talk about GeeklyCon 2019. What's GeeklyCon 2019, Carly? It is Geekly Inc.'s annual convention held in Columbus, Ohio. If you go to geeklyinc.com, or sorry, oh, nope, fucked it off already. GeeklyCon.com, <laughs> you can get tickets. And we've got some really sweet uh, premium merchandise coming in. That is a hoodie, but it's like super upgraded with a, it's going to have a very neat design with like custom zipper pulls and stuff like that. It's going to be real rad. John, I'm very surprised you didn't know what GeeklyCon 2019 was because you've well, been to... Well, I knew to... what GeeklyCon 2018 was. Uh, I just wasn't right. sure if oh, right. 2019 okay. was gotcha. the same thing or not. Uh, yeah. Come in and meet all of us. We're all going to be there. And there's a bunch of really fun stuff to do. Lots of friends to make. You'll make every friend. Every friend. Not all of them. No. Mm. Can't commit. No. Can't commit to Not every that friend. One guy. Okay. All but one friend, you will make them. Excellent. Cool. That gives me an out. That one guy knows who he is. Oh, no. I'm talking Look. to you, one guy. Mark Farley. What if I love listening to all the good Geekly Inc. podcasts, but I'd like to see them live? What do I do? Whoa, you can at GeeklyCon 2019 because we have a live show on Saturday night. So Drinks of Dragons and a lot of the other Geekly Inc. shows will be on stage at this uh, kick-ass theater doing live podcasts and fun things. And last year it was real rad. I dressed up like a bear. But Carly, what if I like other things besides podcasts and I like to learn about tabletop gaming and I want to hear information about those types of things, but in a real chill, laid-back setting, perhaps sitting face-forward in a panel-type location? Oh, hell, dog, you know we've got those. We also have a massive game library, a board game library, with over... It's going to be over 150 games and lots of people to play games with, panels karaoke on one of the nights uh we have a kickoff party where everyone gets together on the balcony or not balcony on the patio and we all have drinks and have fun and uh you get sorted into a house one of five houses and you can compete with your house in a lot of challenges to see who wins the cup this year or you can completely forget the houses exist until like the last day and then you're like oh yeah that was supposed to be a thing my bad carly what if i hate all of those things and i just want to swim yeah, well, fuck you. Go to Florida. <laughs> there's a pool at the. There's a pool at the place. That, you know, you can just come to the pool. No, go to Florida I'm... and drown, John. John won't be there. <laughs> go to Florida and drown and get eaten by a fucking shark, John. Yeah, John. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck's your... <laughs> I shall do that then. Thank you for the suggestion. <laughs> There's a gym too, but we're not talking about fucking ellipticals, John. <laughs> Fuck you. Now, can I intro can I one other thing that I, it's just a consideration I have. What if I have a particular love for breakfast foods stuffed inside of other breakfast foods? You've stumped me. <laughs> Do you go to Super Chefs? Yeah. You go to Super Chefs, I suppose. You could probably do that. Super Chefs has superhero themed. Uh, this is, we are not sponsored by Super Chef, but <laughs> there is a place called Super Chef in Columbus that does superhero themed breakfast, and it's pretty much the best place in the world. It's really tasty. We're not sponsored by them, but we are angling to get sponsored by them. <laughs> but anyway, so if you want to come to GeekCon, go to geekcon.com and get your tickets. Um, book your hotel room and book your flights, but you can't do that through geekcon.com. You should do that anyway. But you can book your hotel room through it. The other thing you should do, which also isn't through geekcon.com, is leave us a review. <laughs> yeah, you should go and leave us a review and tell John to go to hell where he can swim and not come to Columbus and have fun with us. With a shark and get fucking eaten. <laughs> hell, a.k.a. Florida. <laughs> <laughs> the official stance of the Brute Force podcast. 
<laughs> we still have a Patreon going, Adam. You're right, we do. Fuck you, give me, give me, give me goddamn information that I don't know. Oh, yeah, so if you guys want to uh, support the show, that would be wonderful. You can go to patreon.com slash brute force. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, that's it. Okay, just to, I just typed it in. We're all good. Yeah, go to patreon.com slash brutefors. Uh, you can back us on there. Uh, you can pledge, and there are actually still a handful of sets of the cool Brute Force D6 dice that are also uh, fate slash fudge dice. Uh, they're really cool. You guys can but get them there. definitely almost gone. They are made by Die Hard Dice. Die Hard Dice is eventually going to start, I think, producing uh, a line of those, but they are going to be more expensive than if you just support us and get them through us where we can get you a copy on shh, shh, on the fill off the truck prices. You know what I'm saying? We promise not a single penny of the good money that you give us on Patreon will go towards John affording a flight to the U.S. to come to We can't make that promise. We usually do supplement ourselves. I will. I will promise. Okay. I, I have to bankrupt myself every year to go to GeekCon, so that's, that's fine. We're going to spend all the money that you give us to get a ticket to Florida for John. Yeah, he loves it there. And some chum to chum the <laughs> uh, Alright, well you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us at BruteForceCast. You can follow me at the Adam Bash, I believe. You can follow me at Nudza with a Z, not a Z. You can follow Pat at Pat underscore Rankin, I think. No, you can't. No, it's still every Patrick. Time we it's get it wrong. Still Patrick underscore Rankin. You can follow Pat at Patrick underscore Rankin. Um, and you can follow me at MR and Ladylike. And you can find me at Animated Me with, with the E's of Threes. The three E's. The three E's at the end. All right, everybody. Okay. That's our show. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Pie on the flip Catch crust. Catch you on the crust you later. Pie. Pork joke. Crust. Foot porn! I remember reading Clerks when I was a teenager and watching that movie, and uh, me and my buddy were sitting there watching it, and the one moment that my mom walked in to uh, the room while we were watching it was when... Uh, the guys calling in at the video store uh, to list like all of the porn titles that <laughs> nah. they have, um, and it's just it's just like raunchiest after raunchiest imaginable porn titles uh, back to back to back. Can I list you guys uh, the video titles from Clerks? Yes, please. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Whispers in the wind mm-hmm. to each his own. Mm-hmm. Put it where it doesn't belong. Mm-hmm. My pipes need cleaning. Mm-hmm. All t- <laughs> volume eight. I need your c- <laughs> worshiping. My and eight shafts, clean, gargling naked, buns three, and socks. Come on, Eileen. <laughs> Huge black with pearly white. Girls who crave, girls who crave. Men alone too. The KY connection. Pink lips. Uh, and all holes filled with hard. Oh, that was pretty good though. Uh, so I don't know the. All the all the all the actual dirty words were uh, were blur, blurred out in this uh, thing that I looked up. So some of those c- could be c- and some of those c- could mm. be. C- and you just really don't know at this point.